Hidden Heroes, a podcast series from UNICEF. Stories about the power of women and girls. This is Hidden Heroes. I'm Beth Murphy. Last week, you heard a story about girls in Afghanistan. We'll bring you another story about women and girls who are finding creative solutions and breaking down barriers next week. But in the meantime, this is the first of what we're calling Deep Dive Episodes. Conversations with people dedicated to the work of elevating the status of women and girls throughout the world. Today, we'll hear from Henrietta Four. She's the executive director for UNICEF. She's been a force in international development for decades. And at UNICEF, she's been on the forefront of championing children's rights. She is especially passionate about girls' education and solving the learning crisis that's impacting girls. So they have the skills and knowledge they need to be part of the fourth industrial revolution. Thanks so much for being with us today, Henrietta. Well, Beth, I'm so glad that you're doing this because it really is a crisis. We have enormous number of children who do not get a good quality of education in the world, and particularly for girls. So the numbers are that half of the 10-year-olds in middle and low-income countries are unable to read or comprehend a simple text uh, by the age of 10. And when you look at the parts of the world where this is most difficult and challenging, Sub-Saharan Africa comes first. So we cannot lose this continent and its young people and its girls. If we do not have enough girls that are educated, then they cannot be the leaders of the future. They will neither carry the literacy nor the numeracy skills that they will need for their future lives. And one of the real areas that we have found is that the digital divide, the illiteracy in digital skills that we find with half of the world, and we do not want this generation of young people to have the inequality that we have seen in our world. We want all of them to have the digital skills so they can all start from the same learning platform. That would be the best for the future. The generation equality commitments that are coming out are very important and they are going to have a chance to allow all of us to come behind this gender gap and to actually prepare young people for the future, for the fourth industrial revolution, for the future skills that they're going to need. You mentioned the generation equality commitments. Uh, This summer during the Gender Equality Forum, 50,000 people got together to talk about gender equality. And that was a big deal because it was the first time this happened since the last World Conference on Women in Beijing, which was 26 years ago. Basically, this summer, the takeaway was In all this time, not nearly enough has happened to eliminate gender inequalities. How has COVID-19 made the situation worse? During the COVID crisis, many families were worried about their girls. And so they kept them home doing household chores. And they began thinking that the only way to keep the girls safe was that they should have an early marriage. So we have to change our gender norms, how we think of our girls. Teachers can be a very big part of this, role models, older women who speak out in society and talk about the importance and the value of our girls. And that is very important. There's another aspect that we have seen during the pandemic, which is gender-based violence. So often girls 
are trapped at home with the perpetrators, but there's also online violence. And for many children, they're going online for school or for social connection, and they become very vulnerable. We're, we're concerned. Um, we are seeing in some of the schools that are reopening, particularly in some of the Sahel countries, the two boys are returning to school, but only one girl is returning to school. Well, I think all of us who work in this space are really hoping that as hard as the COVID-19 time has been, that this really is a moment that can be a catalyst for change. I believe this can absolutely be a moment of change. I think it it must be, but I think people are now understanding that we are going to lose this generation of young people if we don't do something in education and connectivity now. So we believe that we are at a moment in history in which we have a once in a generation opportunity to connect every school in the world, every learner and teacher in the world to the internet in the next three to four years. Technologically, it is possible with lower satellites, with Wi-Fi and with fiber optic cable, we have this capacity now. It is just a moment in time in which we can come out of this pandemic period uh, with a different world. But we are going to need a couple of things. We're going to need governments to come behind this. We're going to need them to prioritize education for this generation. And we're going to have to be very clear that we need to prioritize girls. We cannot have a digital divide that lies along gender. And then we also need as a second focus to make sure that we are listening to the girls and young people. They're at the table. And then third, we are going to need financing. We are going to need money. And then lastly, we are really going to have to reach out to all the women's and girls organizations who are on the front line of change because they are co-creating this future. There are a lot of changes that are essential for the achievement of women's empowerment. And you know, one of those is more STEM education, science, technology, engineering, and math. And yet it's something that's often very elusive for girls. Why is it that girls are underrepresented in STEM? (laughs) Well, I think part of it is that we don't talk to them enough about the value of a STEM education. I think that the scarcity of digital connection will now give us a wake-up call. And almost every family now would say, I'd like my daughter to be connected because she's going to learn online. She's going to need those skills for the future. But worldwide, we see that women have less connectivity, are accessing the internet less frequently than men. In many countries, it is half the ratio for men. And for many others, it is that in school, we don't have a teacher who talks to the girls about the importance of a STEM education. Digital online education is our future. And the future is now. The future is now. We're in the middle of what experts are calling the fourth industrial revolution. Basically, the first industrial revolution used water and steam to power production. The second was defined by mass production thanks to electric power. The third, well, you know, today we're using electronics and information technology for automated production. Now the fourth industrial revolution fuses physical, digital, and biological technologies. 
and it's evolving at a pace faster than any of the others. But there's something important to keep in mind about this. Even though we're in this fourth industrial revolution, almost 20% of the world actually hasn't fully realized the second industrial revolution. That's because almost 1.3 billion people still don't have access to electricity. Same thing for the third industrial revolution. More than 4 billion people, that's half the world's population, do not have access to the internet today. And that's why STEM is... It's an essential part of today's world, but it's even more important for tomorrow's world and tomorrow's work. So we know that 8 out of 10 young people who are in the poorest countries are going to have to create their own jobs. They're going to have to be entrepreneurs. So what will you need for that? You will need these skills. And the STEM skills are the greatest gift you can have. Our world does not have many of the facilities and services that children need for growing up. And this generation could change that. Changing a generation is exactly what some teenagers in Afghanistan were trying to do before the recent Taliban takeover brought everything to a halt. They're called the Afghan Dreamers. They're an all-girls robotics team from Herat, Afghanistan. They build robots and have won lots of awards around the world. We featured them here on Hidden Heroes to highlight the especially big challenge they tackled during the pandemic. They built a ventilator with used car parts, something they could mass produce for $300 per ventilator instead of the average cost of $30,000. let us listen to a little of the episode. When we started our work, naturally, most of the comments we got were negative. Some people were shocked. They were saying, girls working in the robotic field? That is unheard of. But when they saw our successes, people's mentalities about us changed. Given the achievements we've made and the successes we've had, most people realize that girls can accomplish a lot in many different fields. We are very proud. The Dreamers didn't stop with the ventilator. They've built more devices to combat the coronavirus, like... UVC robot. This UVC robot, as Samaya calls it, works kind of like a Roomba. It moves around shining UV light, which can disinfect surfaces and small spaces. This robot can completely clean a 3-meter by 4-meter room within 30 to 40 minutes. For instance, we can use it in hospital rooms because when a patient comes, the room gets infected with microbes and viruses. And when that patient is discharged, we can place the UVC robot in that room so the room is cleaned completely. Before we started working on this podcast episode about the Afghan Dreamers, I've been working as a producer for a couple years now on a documentary film about the team. I traveled with them from their homes in Herat to Kabul, where they visited girls' schools to recruit new members for the team. They talked to the girls about how much it's meant to them to represent the country and open doors of opportunity for other girls. And then they gave them a test to kind of find out who's best poised to become engineers, computer scientists, tech innovators, and even astronauts. It really represents so much why STEM education is so important for girls. And, you know, these girls, they had a lot of key adults, including their parents who've been so supportive, who've really championed what they're doing. How important do you think that is to their success? Well, it is essential. 
You know, sometimes we think that great leaders and entrepreneurs are just born, but usually they have some who have helped them along the way. And Roya had a father and a mother who championed both education and involvement with STEM. We often say in the women's movement that a girl needs more than just equal opportunity. She needs every opportunity. And STEM is the opportunity that can open up all of the others. In addition to supporting the Afghan Dreamers team in Afghanistan, Henrietta shared with me lots of other programs UNICEF is supporting to reimagine girls' education through STEM. In Niger, 5,000 teachers a year are getting STEM training that focuses on building positive attitudes around girls in STEM. In the Philippines, Indonesia, and Thailand, a STEM workforce readiness program is reaching more than 12,000 women. In Colombia, UNICEF is working on programs to try to eliminate gender stereotypes. In South Africa, there is a program in which women offer to be mentors to young women. It's called Techno Girls. It means that you can shadow and be mentored by a woman who's in accounting or who is in science, who is in a laboratory. There's also the ability to dream about being an astronaut and a job shadow for that. So that is the way that you open up opportunities for girls. Programs like that excite girls, make them interested, and you can then imagine how you could be that woman in your future. So you can dream about it and actually do it. I had a teacher when I was in high school that came from a women's college, uh, from Wellesley College, and she was my physics teacher. I found a home in physics and with a teacher who was a woman and went to a women's college. And it made my love of physics grow. It made me apply to her college, Wellesley, uh, a college for women, where I subsequently went. One of the things you learn in um, girls' educational institutions is you simply don't turn to a boy to solve problems because there aren't any. So you know you have to solve it yourself. So you become very self-sufficient and you just rely on your sisters and you see the skills that lie in every young woman and you can give confidence to each other because sometimes as young women we lose confidence and we have to tell each other that we can do this and we can and you then hope that many many more young women will come in behind you often as individuals we don't think that we can be enough of a role model but we can if we are a community leader and in our nations if we want to run for president or prime minister. All of those are going to be very important and to make sure that we reach out to the girls who are the most marginalized, the poorest, who are the furthest left behind. They have so many skills and attributes. If we just give them a chance and just one step onto the ladder, it would help. The world of education is the best ladder out of poverty that any of us have found and it is the best ladder to gender equality so we just have to reach a hand down and bring up the next person on the ladder
because if we miss that other half of the world's talent, it would be a waste for our world. Hidden Heroes is a UNICEF podcast series about women's and girls' empowerment, their stories, activism, and solutions. It's produced by Principal Pictures with funding support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. This episode of Hidden Heroes was reported and written by me, Beth Murphy. Our series is written and produced by Amory Sievertson. Sadie Zook is the associate producer. Mix and sound design by Mike Moschetto. Editing by Erica Lance. Music by Blue Dot Sessions. For more information on this series, go to unicef.org. And please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. hidden hero? Call 1-347-921-HERO. That's 1-347-921-4376. And tell us about a hidden hero in your life. We're excited to share these stories on social media, and maybe even in future episodes, to celebrate the hidden heroes in your community. And thanks.